Well, welcome to this podcast. I'm David James. I'm a partner in the pensions team at Trevor Smith, and I'm also one of the sponsors of the Enable Group. Um, I'm delighted today to be joined by Blanche de Souza. Blanche is a associate in the funds team. Um, Blanche is a very highly talented member of the team and very highly valued colleague uh, who also just happens to have ADHD and is very generously going to speak to us today a bit about that. So Blanche, perhaps if I could pass over to you mm-hmm. to, to say a bit more. Well, thank you so much for having me and also thank you to the Enable Group for having me. Um, so just a bit of background about myself. I currently work at Travis Smith in the funds team. Uh, joined Travis Smith in July last year, which effectively marked my move to the UK from Mumbai. Um, I graduated law school in 2018, worked in the funds team at a Mumbai law firm for around four years and um, decided to pack up my entire life and move continents uh, in 2022. And it's been a great ride so far. Um, A bit about me in terms of having ADHD. So I got diagnosed with ADHD in the middle of the pandemic in 2020. I think right from school to my years in law school, I knew I functioned differently to most of my friends when it came to the way I thought about just general things or how my mind looped ideas and content generally or how I understood things. Um, There was always that marked idea that I'm different, but I could never really put a finger on where or how. And in 2020, I decided to get an ADHD screening and turns out I do have ADHD and had ADHD since I was a child. Um, And that's also one of the key points. A lot of women get diagnosed with ADHD very late in life um, because they did not show showcase the same symptoms as men and most of the research in ADHD is um, case study as men. It's never, it's not been women. Um, and that's while that's changing, so, uh, you do have a lot of late diagnosis with ADHD. The diagnosis in itself came more as a relief to me because it's it's having someone sit and explain to you the exact reasons why you felt different or probably felt shamed because you functioned differently and hence did things differently and thought you were lesser or, you know, had a lot to catch up with. And then someone comes to you out of nowhere and says, actually, no, you just needed different tools to figure out life, which might be different to somebody to a neurotypical person. Um, and that's when I was introduced to the whole idea of being neurodiverse. So ADHD specifically is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. What that entails is you could have two types, a person that has attention deficit, a person that's hyperactive. I'm a combined type, which means I have both symptoms of being hyperactive and symptoms of attention deficit. Now, what does that entail? As my psychiatrist says, it shouldn't actually be a disorder. You're neurodiverse, which means you function differently to a neurotypical person. What does that mean? It means that your brain wires things differently in terms of thought process. While a neurotypical person may think about things on a linear scale, you having ADHD would probably have 100 thoughts looping together and feeding off each other all at the same time. Does that make you any lesser? No, it does not. It just means that you arrive at the conclusion taking a different route than someone with a linear thought process. 
Thanks, Bob. That's that's really really interesting, and I'm quite interested in this idea around a diverse ways of thinking. Mm -hmm. And I was chatting to a colleague actually recently, and they were saying one of the contributors to 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 most, if not all, sort of, of financial disasters, as you look back in in sort of uh, history, tends to be a groupthink, mm -hmm. an unchallenged groupthink. And to me, it very much makes sense that a diversity of different ways of analysing things, different ways of thinking, people who might bring in slightly, you know, different views from a different angle rather than everyone being in the channel, yeah. uh, very much makes sense to me as um, as a strength yeah. for an organisation and something we should very much strive for. Uh, have you got any thoughts on, on that? Um, that's exactly how I would put it. It's, for example, let's say, a partner gives an associate three types of deliverables to work through in the course of a few days. The associate would probably go through deliverable one, then two, then three, and keep submitting them to the partner for their review. If I'm given three deliverables over the course of a few days, I work on all three at the same time. While most productivity gurus will tell you multitasking is not good and all about the disadvantages of multitasking. That's how my brain works. While I'm working on deliverable one, I probably have deliverable number three somewhere at the back of my head. And if something spikes a thought process there, I'll open up that document and start working on it. So every time I work on project A, I have project B, C, D in mind at all points, which helps me think about all four things and probably connect things that might be the same across all four things at the same time and probably have a thousand questions in my head. If someone were to look at my laptop, they'd probably think, okay, what is this person exactly working on? But that's just that's just how I work. And what I've learned in time is whenever I'm given a project, whenever I'm discussing projects with colleagues, is to ask the timeline, by when do you want this? Because I know that I have, let's say a 4 p.m. hot stop. Up until 4 p.m. I'll probably be doing three things at the same time but such that I know project A needs to go at 4, 4 p.m. to the partner. So that's how I always meet timelines. So tying into what I said in the beginning, my thought process is not linear, but I will still arrive at the same solution and conclusion. I'll just probably take a different route. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I think is so important because I've learned with the right tools to play it to my strengths. For example, at my previous firm, when you would do fundraising or general partner related work, you might have about like 15 to 20 investors coming into a fund. That means you have 15 to 20 investors having their own sets of documents, mm -hmm. their own sets of comments, and it requires one associate to do version control. Mm -hmm. And that's something I would excel at because while I'm working on investor one's documents, I have investor number three at the back of my mind going, oh, you know, this needs to go here, that needs to go there. And it's something I just enjoyed because mm -hmm. it just fits so well with my mind. Yeah. And that's also why I also enjoy being a funds lawyer, because these are bits and pieces where I excel at because there's just so much happening um, at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and so I think it should always be a conversation where if a person is neurodiverse or specifically for me, I have ADHD. And again, it's very subjective to each person. It should be a conversation between people on what their strengths are and what are bits where they need support mm -hmm. so that 
there can be a support system where the person doesn't let, I wouldn't even call it weaknesses, but the bits that don't come so easily to them, um, there should be a support system so they don't feel that that's what ends up, you know, that's what falters them. Thanks, Boss. That's, that's really, that's really fascinating. And I think there's a really interesting piece here around, I think in, in many ways, life for all of us is about playing to your strengths and, and, and covering your weaknesses or things you find harder. And I think that's just part of being human. And I think there is um, a challenge as an organisation for everyone, and perhaps even more so for managers, but maybe for everyone, to be tolerant of different ways of doing things mm-hmm. and allowing people to find their own way and manage their, their things and manage things in their own way and and not being there's just one way of being effective yeah. with, because it's just not true and we are limiting the potential that people have if if we if we have that more narrow-minded yeah. uh, approach it really is really interesting what you were saying I can really see how it could be an advantage actually with being able to manage multiple things at the same time I wish I was better at that and um, and and particularly it's really interesting how you've um, part of your job it's a particular skill that skill is a particular of use because you've got multiple things coming at the same time and you can manage that rather than having to do one thing at a time yeah but that was a really interesting observation um and I think as a firm we really have to embrace that and be open to how to allow people to um reach their full potential and and get the most out of what they're um what they're doing and, and make the best contribution which I think involves this flexibility of of allowing them to be themselves and, and manage as they as they best know I don't know if you've got any thoughts because some people one of the really impressive things about you is you're very comfortable with um with yourself and we're certainly really grateful for you to sort of share your experiences what do you have any thoughts for people who may feel less comfortable who who could be newer to a diagnosis could be more worried about you know what people might think of them have you got any thoughts that's words of encouragement for anyone to because i'm certainly impressed by your your, your level of, of, of being at peace with who you are which i think is fantastic i find that again and it's 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 incredibly subjective because when you get diagnosed and this also comes from my friends um who got diagnosed with adhd a lot of them tend to be lawyers because mm-hmm. just how our minds work and you know the way our ideas loop in together um and the way we think and the creativity with which we draft so much of it so many of my friends actually also have ADHD some of them have come forward some of them have chosen not to I think the main thing that I would tell anyone that gets diagnosed is to be kind to yourself because with the diagnosis comes a lot of words of have you read about this or you know this is a way you can fix this but I I don't think there's anything to fix in the first place. Mm. The way I see it is you just function differently and you need to identify what your strengths are and what your supposed, I wouldn't even say weaknesses are, but the places where you could use support mm. and then find a way to find that support or to channel that support, whether it is through your colleagues, whether it is to your through your friends or your family, so on and so forth. For example, another thing with having ADHD and this this could be more subjective to me is I tend to forget things quite easily I forget birthdays I forget important meetings 
um, with my friends. I forget that I have a movie scheduled, which means that I have an extremely packed calendar where I write things down or I have a whiteboard, which every morning when I wake up, I have a whiteboard in my living room, which I look at each morning. And that's just a way to remind myself that these are the bits I need to get to, these are the friends I need to text, um, or this is a meeting I have. Sometimes when I have like a dinner meeting with a friend, I'll ask them to just drop me a message a day before so that I, in case I've forgotten, but at this point I've written stuff in my calendar and on the whiteboard, but in the event I've forgotten, I can get reminded. So though that's a small quirk about me. Administrative tasks, I absolutely despise. So, but the way I've gotten around it is using the Pomodoro app or using an app which makes me focus and shuts down my phone and I just put on my headphones and I get to it. But it's finding ways I would to help your brain focus on the bits that you don't want to focus on or do those bits that you don't want to. And if you forget or if that you falter, it's okay to just be kind to yourself. Yeah. Because I find that with the diagnosis so much comes with how do I mask this or how do I not bring this up or how do I not talk about this? And I think just being honest and saying, oh, this is a symptom of ADHD and I think I could get support in this way and this is what would help me. And being able to have that conversation, I think would make it so much more helpful for everybody. That's really interesting. And I, I suspect a lot of lawyers are neurodiversity, whether they're diagnosed or not. And 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 I think that's right. The body is something around the the profession and the skills and the job. Um, and it, I think it's really interesting the sort of support methods that you can you can use. And obviously, technology is amazing nowadays, really, and continues to get better and better. And mm -hmm embracing that that kind of new technology in ways that help people seems to me to be um a very interesting area as interesting that app you were saying about time management things like that um fascinating and i'm sure that they'll just continue to be more and more technological sort of supports for all of us really and then which which can help with various things and I, it made me think while well, you're talking one of the things mentioned there was for example noise cancelling headphones yeah. as it can help some people and it's quite an interesting example in a way because I think one of the traps that probably we all fall into is just assuming that other people are like us. So we'll assume people think the way with us, or if they're behaving, um, that they're doing something. It's for the same reasons that we we would be doing it ourselves. And you might see someone who's doing something a bit differently or has a slightly different adaption, and you might think, well, if that was me, that this is what that what would be going on there. I think I just encourage people just to just to recognize and reflect on the fact we are all different and we are all using things in different ways and you know it's almost pause before people judge people too quickly or come to conclusions too quickly you know so for taking that example if, you, if someone was wearing noise cancelling headphones I might think something oh they're missing to music are they chilling out or no they might be using that to help them concentrate yeah. even if that's not something that, that, that would occur to someone and it, it's a way that that kind of pausing before reaching a very quick judgment on people I think is 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 quite an important part of us all being able to rub along together and, and getting the most out of everyone and, and not shoehorning people into into sort of everyone has to do everything one way and you know that doesn't suit some people many people in fact and I think that flexibility is a real is a it could be a real strength for us as an organization if we can embrace 
the different ways that people different way people are how they want to operate how to get the most out of them that's got to be one of the one of the uh, sort of aspects of success for us as an organization i think it's so important to celebrate our differences yeah. and the different aspects we bring to the table because that just helps us bring our best selves to work and at the end of the day we all come into work wanting to give it our 200 percent wanting to contribute as much as we can and if there is a neurodiverse person in the team I feel like it's so important to have that conversation with them to see what could help them bring their 200 percent to the team because there's a lot it again it's just a different way of thinking it's just a different way of functioning which is why it's so important for it to be a conversation and also with being neurodiverse and specifically for me having ADHD it's so subjective what my needs are will not be the same as somebody else who's neurodiverse who has ADHD who's on the spectrum um what helps me might not help someone else for example sometimes I like taking my training sessions from my desk um it could be viewed as, oh, does this person not want to be in the room or does this person not want to focus? But it's something I asked my partner, Will, if it's OK if I take it from my desk, because the way I take notes is I probably have three notebooks open, a notes app on my on my screen, the person speaking, and I'm taking different types of notes in different notebooks because that's how I learn. And to be sprawled across my desk feels much more comfortable than being in a room. And there are days when I wake up and I'm like, OK, today I can take a training session from the training room. I'm fine with that. But just to be able to ask and Will's, Will told me, yeah, of course, of course, you can take from me. That's so completely fine um, to just be able to have that conversation, because it's not that you don't want to be there or you don't want to do something. You just want to do something but differently, um, which helps you, which ends up helping the team and hence the fun. So I feel that conversation is, is so important. That's great. And that's that's wonderful. You had um such positive experience there and, and, and for that adaption basically to the way that was going to allow you to work best. So that's that's great to hear. So Blanche, just wondering if you um could tell us a bit about some of the, the challenges perhaps that sometimes come with ADHD. So again, I can only speak for myself because it's being neurodiverse is extremely subjective. So what could be a challenge for me may not be a challenge for someone else and um so on and so forth. I think with ADHD, and again, ADHD currently is very up on Instagram and on social media. It's like, oh, I'm a bit clumsy, or oh, I forgot something, silly me, I have ADHD. It's it's not that simple. It sometimes involves you having these breakdowns where you've forgotten to do something, not because you didn't care about it but because your mind just eliminated it from your head um it comes with a lot of shame where you've you probably forgot a very important personal event and you don't know how to just say the words i'm sorry i forgot um because people general society assume if you've forgotten something you don't care about it enough when that's not the case it's just I can't remember these things until I write them down on the massive whiteboard. You do struggle with these aspects and sometimes, or a lot of times, people don't talk about the gravity of it because if you don't have the right tools of support, 
whether from yourself or from your friends, you can feel very alienated and you can go on a downward loop of negative self-talk again, where you feel lesser than everybody else around you. You feel like you're the only one struggling and it it can be very alienating and isolating as mm-hmm. well. There are a lot of struggles that come with having ADHD. You, you talk to anybody that has ADHD and that's the one thing they tell you that they wish they didn't have it only because people don't understand because people are very quick to assume that you're lazy, you don't care enough or yeah, that you don't care enough actually. Um, when that's not the case, you care a lot and <laughs> but there's there's nothing you can do there. You're just bound to forget some things. And so I think it's so important to be able to have that conversation openly and freely and for people or your friend, if you know anyone that is neurodiverse, to ask them, is there anything I can do to support you? Because it's different for different people. It might take them a bit to open up. It might take them a bit to ask for that support. But just knowing that them being neurodiverse is not a failing but rather just a a different way in which they function. And if there's anything you can do to support them, you're there. Just help so much more for them to open up as people and bring their best selves out. Um, I've been lucky enough to have that support from my friends where, again, if I'm meeting them, they'll probably drop me a message a day before saying, oh, gosh, you know, you're catching a movie. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I remember we're catching a movie tomorrow. Or if I forget to call them up, it doesn't mean that I don't care. They know that I have ADHD, so they probably give me a call themselves. And the first thing they'll hear is, I'm so sorry, I completely forgot I had to call you um, because I didn't write it down somewhere. But it's okay for me to say that out loud because my friends support me or my family supports me. And that's all that you need, support. And for people to understand that the second you say, oh, yes, ADHD, it's not an excuse. It's it's just a symptom. So Yeah. yeah. And I know there can be a lot of wasted energy and... And, and suffering basically around people feeling the need to mask, not boot who they are. And I know being different, it can be hard and it can obviously, it, it often goes hand in hand with anxiety mm-hmm. because of the, uh, as, as a sort of twin condition around, because of the stresses and, and anxiety created by being, by being different. Um, and I think, I think the onus on all of us really, and this is, goes for life in general as well it's, it's just to try and be be kind to ourselves and others mm-hmm. and sometimes it'd be harder to be kind to yourself than to others but I think you know and and also there's a just be respectful of people's differences and, and a respect again us, of ourselves and others I think that's a really key part to it we're all different in life we all need space to be ourselves and we should all strive to create a very accepting environment at work where people can can be you know this is me you know I'm, I'm a human being there's some things I find harder than others um and I might need to do things differently but I can fully be myself and and we can you know we can accommodate and help find those solutions to help everyone yeah. you know really 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 be the best versions of themselves they can that they can be and that it's just so much better overall for everyone you know better from all perspectives from human perspective more to business perspective it it just makes a lot of sense but I think having conversations like we're having are, are are really useful. And I'm so grateful for you to you for having this conversation because I think I think an awareness of neurodiversity and ADHD in general will will help people be more sensitive to to the differences and perhaps 
pause a bit more before being um, before judging too quickly and creating that sort of space and you know giving that giving that um, being kind and being respectful which I think just make a you know much better for everyone around. I completely agree. I think we're so quick to jumping or being afraid of something that's different to us. We don't really go to see how that can be beneficial. For example, again, when I got my diagnosis, it came as a relief because I finally understood myself a lot more and I could focus on my strengths a lot more. So, for example, as a lawyer, if you give me some, if you give me a streamline of work that's never been done before, where there's no precedent, it's something I absolutely enjoy because it means my mind can go on a free range of going into 10 books and trying and understanding things and getting in like into the nitty gritty of the law and drafting things out. I I absolutely enjoy free freehand drafting. Um, I enjoy spending a lot of time just doing research and trying to understand um, bits that no one's done before. Um, I find just editing already in place drafts boring, but I can do that. Obviously, it's part of the job. You do it. But my strengths lie in the fact that if I find something interesting, I'll go to the ends of the world to figure it out. Mm. And while that might not per se differentiate me, it's it's still a strength. And I think to be able to identify your strengths and identify the bits that you need support is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, you speak to anybody with ADHD, if there's something that interests them, they will nothing's going to stop them from like focusing on something for 10 hours in one go. So even though you have the words attention deficit in ADHD, that only applies to things you don't like, (laughs) to put it very simply. Um, If it's something that I enjoy, if it's something that I want to do, my focus is, nothing's going to wait for my focus. For example, if there's a novel I really enjoy reading, I can spend an entire day till I finish said novel in one day and that's how I used to be as a kid I would consume books like books in a day actually yeah I think I read the Harry Potter series in like seven days <laughs> impressive but, yeah. but that that's where it is you're you're just different and that doesn't make you any less yes yeah I think that's one aspect of ADHD that, that perhaps some people might not be aware of that people with ADHD can hyper focus yes <laughs> and it's interesting going back to that reflection that there might be a fairly high percentage of lawyers who are neurodiverse, diagnosed or undiagnosed, and a lot of lawyers hyper-focus on their work. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can see how that trait might, you know, feed into being a lawyer. But what you're saying makes so much sense to me. And I think from 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 an evolutionary perspective, I think there's a reason that we have neurodiversity, which is because we're stronger as a group. Mm-hmm with diverse ways of thinking exactly. I don't think that's any accident um and, and it's all you know all part of the team and working together I think we can be, to be stronger but it's it's we and it comes back to that point I was made earlier around one way for us to get everything wrong is to have a very limited groupthink, which no one bursts the bubble on yep. so I think it's um in line with neurodiversity celebration week I think it is something to be celebrated and and something to be you know just recognized be sensitive to respectful of be kind to each other but it's it's good that we're all different and we're all stronger for it i think it should be a way for us to come together and 
understand each other more than draw a line and be, oh, it's something I don't understand, hence I will not ask questions about it. Um, I feel it should it should always give more room to have more conversations because at the end of the day, we all enjoy the work we do and we all want to bring our best selves to work. It's just a matter of what helps me better bring my 200% to work. Yeah. And I think you, you sh- I'm so grateful to you for sharing on this podcast because I think a lot of people will find it really valuable. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of people will really relate. And um, I think it's helpful just to hear, to talk about it openly and have get the conversation going. So phenomenally grateful to you for for having this conversation. No, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I think my only intent to talk about this today is in the event there's anyone that's listening to this podcast and feels like either they're neurodiverse or they know that they're neurodiverse, but till now haven't felt comfortable enough to come forward and talk about it, now can. And I think it's really important to just know that there is support out there if you ask for it you only have to ask for it and that in itself can be a big step but you will be better for it on the other end of it yeah Yeah, and Travis Smith certainly wants to be a very welcoming place we want to embrace diversity and and inclusion we have we also have just perhaps mention it the the enable group um which his job is to sort of try and make Travis Smith a more inclusive place yeah. and, and that sort of network so if anyone would like to be involved in that please let Garth or Chris know we're very happy to add you to the group um I think probably just summing up there Bart, so thank you thank you so much I've certainly really enjoyed this conversation and I think um uh, I'm very grateful and I think it's um hopefully been very useful for everyone thank you so much for having me it was really good talking about this today